As a 13-year-old, Deborah Bonner was invited to attend a Baptist church with her friend. It was at that church that she first felt a desire to sing, and when she began to sing, her whole life changed. Her voice led her to receive a college scholarship, which eventually led to a master's degree in vocal performance. She has now given birth to eight children with voices of their own and even has her own choir, the Deborah Bonner Unity Gospel Choir. We recently had a chance to chat with Deborah, her husband Harry, and three of their children at a Time Out for Women event in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And we are so excited to bring you this special bonus episode of All In. This is All In, an LDS Living podcast where we ask the question, what does it really mean to be all in the gospel of Jesus Christ? I'm your host, Morgan Jones, and I'm so excited to have the Bonners with me today. Everyone, thank you so much for being here. They just they just took the roof off of Time Out for Women. So we are so excited to have the chance to talk with such talented people. My first question for you, as I watched the people tonight, I was like, Music brings people so much joy. And why do you think that is? Why does music bring joy into people's lives? Well, I think, uh, for one, I think we can all admit that we all sing, whether it's in the shower, in the car, at some, in some way at church, we all sing. And we saw that tonight, especially when we were performing, they were singing louder than we were. I was like telling yeah. Mark, hey, turn us up. We can't hear you. So it was an awesome thing. And it's something that everybody connects with. I think that it's so interesting to watch Latter-day Saints get excited about this type of praise and worship music. Mm. What, what do you think we can do as Latter-day Saints to better appreciate this type of music? I think that, you know, being Latter-day Saints there, there, we have lots of friends that might not be Latter-day Saints and they may ha- have backgrounds where they have their praise and worship music. I mean, when we come to events like these where it's a different type of music than what we're culturally used to, I think if we realize that it's okay to clap, it's okay to laugh, it's okay to sing along and it's okay to stand up, mm-hmm. you know, in the scriptures, it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, make a noise. Sacrament is so quiet and that's good. It's great. It's very reverent, but it's okay to make a joyful noise and not be ashamed. And it's praise, especially when you're singing edifying music about our father in heaven and about our savior, Jesus Christ. That's an exciting thing. So I think it's okay to, to allow yourself to feel because that there's so much beyond, you know, you know, what we're, what we're used to. There's lots. And that's why I'm so glad we're a, a worldwide church. All, all of that is going to welcome the different cultures into what we already have. You know, which is why I love the church's initiative of um, like inviting new music into the hymnals. I think it's really a great opportunity for us to kind of evolve, let the music evolve with the times, you know, that it's not necessarily um, the 1800 or century hymns that we're still singing that the saints did when they rolled into the valley, but that it's music that um, speaks to us today. And I'm really excited to see what the new music will bring. Our children, like like they said, we I've always tried to have a gospel choir, mm-hmm. and and my children have always been in that gospel choir, and and I teach voice, and so I would put my students in the gospel choir too, and we would perform. In fact, we we rocked to uh, was it Temple Square? Uh, was it was was, was it Assembly Hall? Was it Assembly Hall? Yes. 
that was some 20 years ago when uh, we did a concert there. And uh, now we have Genesis Choir. And that Genesis Choir, we sing gospel music. It's the music that our children was raised upon. And it's just the music and gospel music really resonates with the world because it is the foundation of pop music in America. And America has taken pop music by storm. And so it's all over the world. And so this is a music that resonates with the people of now. And then to incorporate gospel principles and, and to talk about our Savior and our love for the Savior. Because that's what gospel music is all about. It's just talking about how much we love him and what he's done for us personally. You know, so I think we we can have firesides where we are able to do that. And and people just I mean, uh, just gravitate and they just uh, flood, you know, come from the stands onto our stage when we sing gospel music. We did that 20 years ago. Remember, it's, it's beautiful music and and it's music of today. I love that because I think that this gospel music, worship music, praise music, it's kind of having a moment right now. And you're seeing more and more people kind of it become more mainstream. And I think one thing I was thinking about Clotilde when you were talking is that I think that we do ourselves a disservice when we don't branch out of ourselves and our culture. I have a friend that sings with a worship in her, she sings worship music in her church and they invited me to Easter Sunday. And I was like, I'm there, you know? And so I think that we need to take advantage of those opportunities. And I will vouch for your choir because I've gone to Genesis. I've gone to hear the Genesis choir and it is unbelievable. So the name has changed now to the, to Deborah Bonner Unity Gospel Choir. <laughs> That's how big of a deal she is. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> so I just really quickly, Deborah and Harry, it's amazing to me what you've been able to instill in your children, their love for music. I think that that is so incredible. And to watch you all on stage together, sharing this beautiful gift that God's given you, I think is amazing. Why was it so important to you to instill a love for music in your children? Because that's how I came to know Jesus Christ. It was through hymns and through gospel music that I came to know him personally. And so I felt that my, it was most important is that they know the savior, they know him. And so that when life challenges hit, they're able to speak to their best friend, to speak to Jesus Christ and hear him and hear the spirit and, and able to guide their lives by the spirit. I feel that um, the Lord is overall and um, that he has a plan. And um, I feel we have uh, accepted the opportunity to be a part of his plan. And because of all the benefits and the uh, eternal benefits of music, um, this was his preference for the direction our family would move in. Now, I'm a former collegiate athlete, and, you know, I was even had the opportunity to go to um, a Dallas Cowboys training camp as a potential professional football player. 
Um, and so having that kind of love for sports, naturally, my boys, I wanted them to feel that same uh, vigor. And you know what? Each of those boys, four boys that we have here and the girls have gifts as well. But listen, I'm just talking about the boys right now in terms of athletics. They were, you know, either coached by me or had good coaching and good exposure in basketball, football and, and, and track. And uh, you know what? They chose music. <laughs> they chose music. And which I'm grateful for because look at what we have now. I mean, I don't care how much money they could have made. Do you not care? <laughs> well, not compared to what's happening now. Compared to what? Compared to this? I don't care because of the love that you, Junior, you, Yehosh, Oba, Conlon, not to mention Clotilde, Younger, no, no long. And oh. Clotilde oh, and Yo-Yo have for our Savior Jesus Christ. There's just no comparison. And I don't know if that could have happened without the vehicle of music, which came, you know, so much as a commitment from the skill set and the, uh, the work of my wife with him. Well, in conclusion, I just have one last question for you. So on the All In podcast, at the end of every episode, we ask this question, and it is, what does it mean to you to be all in the gospel of Jesus Christ? And I love this question. I love this podcast because it's given us the opportunity to hear from so many different people. And I've realized that there are a lot of different ways to be all in. So We'll just pass this around if that's okay. And you all can just answer that question for me. Does that sound good? Great. Who wants to go first? I do. Perfect. Deborah, you're my woman. <laughs> Being all in means a little piece of heaven on earth. It's heaven on earth to be all in the gospel of Jesus Christ and to know him and to love him and to feel his love for us and and his teachings and um it's just heavenly to be all in to be all in the gospel of Jesus Christ to me means simply to be all into Jesus Christ period as your friend as your savior redeemer best example teacher mentor just being all in Christ the perfect example being all in, I think, means, you know, the things that were taught on Sunday in church, I think it's important to carry that throughout the week. So, you know, and at work, you know, with our children, there are things that are, are that are gospel principles that we think that maybe just work in, at, at church, but it works everywhere. And so it changes our countenance. And that's what allows people to look at us and say, oh, gosh, what's what's different about them? So I think it's really important to do that. And in our callings, whether it's the chorister, that's what I have. That's what I get to do every Sunday. I get to be the chorister and 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 I have to get there early and I'm all in because that's what the Lord has asked me to do. So I do it with excitement and with a smile on my face with both hands. And to me, that's I, I everything that I'm asked to do from whether it's from my bishop or whether it's from the gospel principles, I do it with my entire heart the best I can. Um, and then the things that I fall short on, I, I'm, I get to lean on my father in heaven and my savior, Jesus Christ, to help me 
get to the next step, to the next step. So that's that line upon line, precept upon precept. So I just think it, it's all encompassing with everything that we do. Being all in for me, uh, it just makes me think of the hard times when things are not going as we think they should go. And as our world evolves and changes, as our church policies evolve and change, that we are all in, regardless of things that we agree with, things that are hard times that we don't think should happen to us but did. Um, being all in is how we show up in those hard times. Being all in to for me is that one continues to study, search, know for themselves and grow to not become complacent in what we did when we were young and within our family squads or what we did in young, young women's or any type of group that, that we take individual time and search out certain things, the questions that we have search for them, grow and, and, and share. So I think that being all into me is not staying still. It's continuing to move forward in your knowledge. Thank you all so much for being willing to chat with me tonight. You can catch the Bonner family at Time Out for Women events this fall, and you can listen to them on the Jane and Emma soundtrack and catch Clotilde in the movie. And Junior wrote all the music. So enjoy that. And thank you again so much. Thank you. As always, thank you to the Bonner family and thank you to you, our listeners, for your continued time and interest in All In. You can find the Bonner's music as well as the soundtrack for Jane and Emma they helped create in Deseret Bookstores now. If you're enjoying our podcast, we'd love you forever if you'd leave us a rating or a review on iTunes. Thank you so much.